Shalom, and welcome to Via Hafta Yisrael, a Hebrew phrase which means you shall love Israel. We hope you'll stay with us for the next 30 minutes as our teacher, Dr. Baruch, shares his expository teaching from the Bible. Dr. Baruch is the senior lecturer at the Zera Avraham Institute based in Israel. Although all courses are taught in Hebrew at the Institute, Dr. Baruch is pleased to share this weekly address in English. To find out more about our work in Israel, please visit us on the web at loveisrael.org. That's one word, loveisrael.org. Now, here's Baruch with today's lesson. Did you know that there's a relationship between patience and faith? What does that mean? The more faith that you have, the more willing and able you will be to wait upon the Lord. Now, we all make requests to God. We call that prayer. We make a supplication and intercession to him. And, of course, we want him to respond and to answer that prayer. And God will do so in his perfect timing. And the principle that we need to learn is this. When we give something to our Lord, wait upon him. He knows the situation. He knows everything. He loves us and he loves us perfectly. And he will always do what is best, but at the right timing. And sometimes our thoughts concerning when is the right time and his thoughts concerning when is the right time is not the same. So what must we do? Have patience, wait upon the Lord. And we're going to see a great example of that in our study today. So with that said, take out your Bible and look with me to the book of Luke and chapter 8. The book of Luke and chapter 8. Now, you need to remember what is going on in the text. Initially, when we began this passage we see that there is a ruler of a synagogue. His Hebrew name is Yair. You may know him better as Jairus. And the name Yair has to do with that which becomes illuminated, that which is revealed from God. And God in this passage of Scripture is revealing his faithfulness, his love, his purpose, his plans, and ultimately how we experience the goodness of God. And where do we experience the goodness of God? Primarily, in its fullness, it will be in the kingdom of God. And you, in order to enter into that kingdom, will need to experience resurrection. In the scripture, there is an inherent relationship between resurrection and the kingdom. Every time there is a reference to resurrection, what should come into our mind? The kingdom of God. Now, we'll remember, hopefully, that, that Yeshua was summoned. He came because this young individual, this ruler of the synagogue, he had a child 12 years old. And what happens? She is at the point of death. And therefore, he humbly, faithfully falls at the feet of Yeshua and requests from him that he might help him. And Yeshua agrees. And here's the key. As Yeshua is going to Yair's house, there's an interruption. 
there's another individual who is in need of help. And this is a woman, and she has had an issue of blood for 12 years. Now think of that. She's been in a situation that is ruining her life. When you have that issue of blood, according to biblical law, it renders you impure. And therefore, she cannot have a normal life. And she's in a desperate situation. We've seen this because she has spent all that she's had in order to get better. She went to doctor after doctor after doctor, and no one was able to do anything. But hearing upon Yeshua, she came to him, and you recall, she grabbed his garment, that special garment that has those titsit, that is, the fringe, the tassel, and she was made well. And we concluded last week our study with Yeshua saying, your faith has saved you. That's literally what that word is. And that word to save in this context simply means healed you. That word can be used in a variety of different ways to bring about financial well-being, to bring about health and healing, to bring about that which is prosperous. And of course, it's frequently used in regard to being reconciled to God, having one's sins forgiven and having that kingdom hope of being welcomed into the kingdom of God. And what does he say to her? He concludes by saying, go in peace. And we talked about how that word peace is related to the will of God. In other words, Messiah works in our life. He heals us spiritually or physically or financially or deals with problems that we're having. He brings a wholeness, a salvation into our life so that we are equipped to serve him. And when we are in a situation of a problem, something's going on in our life that is difficult, what do we do? We pray, we turn to him like Yair did. We make a request, and then because we have faith, we wait patiently upon the Lord. And I realize that that's not easy to do, but that is what we must do. Wait upon him. And Yair is giving us a perfect example of this. But in this time, there was delay from when Yeshua set out. And this woman who had the issue of blood, she interrupted everything. And notice what happens. Look with me, as I said, to Luke's Gospel, chapter 8. And we're going to begin our study in verse 49, where it says, He is still speaking meaning Yeshua is still addressing this woman that was healed by him from that issue of blood and what happens a certain one was brought now it's in the passive your Bible probably mistranslates it simply says came but it was more in line of being brought why well the passive means something caused this one to come he just didn't come of his own initiative something caused him and we know what it is look again 
a certain one of the the ruler of the synagogue meaning someone that's related to him came and it says here saying to him and here's what brought this one saying to him your daughter has died very significant now what do we see well perhaps and how i would think of it because of this woman because he delayed because he spoke to her because she was healed this brought about a tragedy no it did not we see that when you give something to the lord give it to him completely and wait faithfully trust it is going to be according to his will there is a timing and that timing belongs to god don't rush it don't delay it wait until god's timing god's timing is always the best time so we see that this one was brought because of the news that this little girl she has died and notice what is said at the end of verse 49 do not bother the teacher now here's the the supposition maybe when the child was alive yeshua he could have helped he could have done something he could have healed but she now has died and therefore there's nothing that can be done but remember something it says in the gospel of john in john chapter 11 that yeshua he is the resurrection and the life you know what that tells us until we have been resurrected we really are not going to experience that life as god intends us as we will in the kingdom of god for he is indeed the resurrection and the life so that one said don't bother the teacher look now to verse 50 but yeshua having heard he answered him meaning he answered jarius and he said to him do not fear only believe now if you're wise you're going to write down that scripture don't fear that's literally what it says don't fear rather believe that is always 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 the right thing to do believe god makes promises and he at his perfect timing will keep those promises and ultimately the fulfillment of all those things are going to be experienced at the resurrection now this is a foretaste this is an example that yeshua gives life and he's going to give kingdom life and there's going to be some other principles that were taught here but notice what he says do not fear only believe we can also translate only have faith and then notice it says and she will be saved same word this salvation and here it's talking about being returned to life that she through faith is going to experience resurrection and that's not unique to her 
That is the only way, and I want to emphasize this, it is the only way for you to experience resurrection. Here's something that is true. Everyone is going to die. In one sense, death, biblically, is the separation of the soul from the body. And everyone's going to experience that. Some, and I believe that this is not too distant, the rapture. When the rapture happens, our souls will be separated from our old body. We're going to get a new body. Those who have already died, whose souls are in heaven, they are going to be reunited with a resurrected body, a kingdom body, a new body as well. But what we see is the separation of the soul from the body is death. And everyone, everyone is going to experience death. And the only way that you're going to be brought into the kingdom of God, and those are important words, to be brought into the kingdom of God. You can't get there yourself. You don't know the way in and of yourself through your own ability. You have to be brought there, and the only one that can bring you is Yeshua, Jesus of Nazareth. Only faith in him will secure your place in the kingdom of God. It is a simple truth, but what an important truth. Faith in Messiah Yeshua, Jesus Christ, gives us kingdom life. So he says, only have faith, just believe, and she will be saved. And look now to verse 51. And after he entered into the house... He did not allow anyone else to enter except, except Peter and Yaakov, that is James in your Bible, and Yochanan or John, and the father of the girl. Now, it's interesting because the word here is oftentimes translated child but it's in the feminine. It's a different word than the normal word that appears in the Bible for child. It simply means a young girl. And it says here that he allowed no one into the house except Peter, Yaakov, Yochanan, the father of the girl and the mother. So we see here that there is a total of five people plus Yeshua allowed into that place where this little 12-year-old girl was laying and laying, and make no mistake about it, lying dead there. And what happens? Well, look at verse 52. It says here, And all were weeping and mourning her. Now, this is important because when you look at the original language, you see that there is a significant grammatical change. We have seen, for the most part, the present tense or the past tense, but now we see something different. We see what's called the imperfect. And I've shared with you many times when the imperfect appears, what should we do? Expect a change. Because the imperfect speaks about something that began in the past. It's true now, but it's not going to continue. There's going to be a change. 
And what we see in that house because of that little girl's death, there was weeping and mourning. But that is about to change and change significantly. Now let me pause for a moment and say something. It is appropriate, it is natural when a loved one who's a believer and you're a believer, but when that loved one dies, it hurts. It is sad. It brings grief and you will weep and you will mourn, but be assured of something. There is coming a change. First of all, that one who has died, if that one is a believer, that one has no problems. Why? The Bible says to be absent from this body is to be present with the Lord, literally at home with him. What a good thing. So let me just share something very important. If a loved one of you, perhaps a spouse, perhaps a child, a parent, whoever, if that loved one of yours has died and they are a believer, you don't need to be concerned about that. They are in the very presence of Messiah Yeshua. And they are experiencing his goodness. They know like never before his love. They are experiencing his comfort and they are rejoicing. It's never been better for them. And even though those who are in this world still, we grieve and we mourn, it's hard. We feel lonely. We feel that loss and it's a bitter loss. What happens? Well, from their standpoint, we, if you're a believer, you're going to join them. You're going to be reunited with them. But that may be a year, five years, 10 years, who knows? But for that person with Messiah, time is passing like that. For you to join them from their perspective is going to seem like just a moment. For you, it may seem like a long, long time. But for them, time will be no more. So realize they are fine. It's you that are suffering, suffering from that loss, that grief. It's normal, but what does the scripture say? There's going to be a change. That, that feeling that you have of sadness, of sorrow, of grief, it is going to change. It's going to be done away with, just like in this passage of scripture. Look again at verse 52. But they were weeping, all of them, and mourning for her. But he said, do not weep. She literally has not died. Now, here's the point that needs to be made. Literally, she has died. But what Yeshua is saying here is, I am the resurrection and the life, and I am going to, and we'll see this, he is going to restore her to life. And therefore, he says something. She has not died. Look at the end here, it says, but she sleeps. Now, many times in the Bible, and this is true in Judaism, in a very, very common sense, to speak of death as sleeping. It has nothing to do with that false, false, false doctrine of soul sleep. 
No one has a sleeping soul. The term for death in the Bible oftentimes is sleep. Why? Well, let me ask you a very simple question. When, when you go to bed tonight, what do you expect? You expect to wake up in the morning. Maybe you will, maybe you won't, but you have that expectation. You set your alarm. You have plans for tomorrow. And what it's telling us is this. If you are in that new covenant relationship with Messiah, Messiah Yeshua, Jesus Christ, you have a sure expectation. You may die, but just like you wake up in the morning after a night of sleep, you will wake up after you have died. If you have faith, you will wake up in the very presence of God, in the very presence of the Son of God, surrounded by the power and the comfort of the Holy Spirit. You will be in the presence of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. That is a fact. And this is what the Scripture is, is teaching us and encouraging us. So he says, she is not dead, but sleeps. And what was their response to that? Well, like much of the world, you think that there's a God? You think that there's a heaven? They mock at that. And the same thing, these people. Now, remember, he was the leader, and I'm speaking about Yair. He was the leader of the synagogue. This is a Jewish community. They should have had faith in the promises of God, but they were ridiculing him. They were mocking. They were laughing at what he was saying. Why? Knowing that she was dead. Now, in the physical, they're right. She is literally dead. But Yeshua, he has a different plan. He has a different objective. Look at verse 54. It says, but this one, who's this one? Yeshua. Now, this term is used here to emphasize something. This is an important passage. Why? It says, this one, casting outside outside all now this is important why well we see that messiah is going to do the same thing on judgment he is going to cast outside outside in the original language that word outside appears twice two different forms of it one is a prefix that begins the verb the other one is a a word that is simply outside and it says he casts out outside all of them those who do not have faith they will be cast out outside the kingdom of god where there will be fear sorrow torment forever and ever and ever now hear this you have a choice to make if you accept the gospel right now by saying i confess i'm a sinner I know that I can't save myself, but I put my trust in Messiah Yeshua, Jesus Christ, who died upon that cross, who shed his blood, who was dead and buried, but rose again on the third day. I invite him into my life. I want to make him my Lord and Savior. I believe that he died for my sins and he rose from the dead, signifying the resurrection that I'll experience into the kingdom of God. I receive that by faith. If you do, 
and say that. Then you will never be cast outside. You will not have eternal fear, sorrow, and torment. You will have everlasting blessing. You will experience for eternity the good promises of God. And it's that simple. Don't scoff at this. Don't ridicule such a thought. It is a fact from heaven. It is a promise from a God that cannot lie. So it says, but he, this one Messiah, cast out outside all. And what did he do? He seized her hand, meaning he took hold of her hand. And he called, saying, little girl, that same word, little girl, rise up. And notice what the scripture says. Look now to verse 55. And her spirit returned, and she stood up immediately. And what did Yeshua do? He commanded. What did he command? To her should be given something to eat. Why? Well, if you know your Bible, and I'm talking about Deuteronomy chapter 8 and verse 10, where it says, when you have eaten your food and are satisfied, you give thanks to the Lord. Eating leads to praising God. And that's why he said, give her something to eat. Why? We eat. We praise God. Praise God for giving life, that he is the resurrection and the life. So he commanded to her something to be given to eat. Last verse, verse 56. And her parents were amazed. Well, I'm sure I would have been amazed too. But in reality, this is what we should expect. This is what we are waiting for. The fulfillment of the promises of God. And those promises, the, the gateway to receive them is the resurrection. So in order to have the fullness of the things of God, the kingdom things of God, we die first. That's okay. Death isn't a problem because he is the resurrection and life. And that life is a kingdom life. That life is an eternal life. So it says his, her parents were amazed, but he commanded them nothing to say about what had happened. Why? Well, this is because we have to base our faith not upon experience, but we need to base our faith upon the truth of Scripture. God is a glorious God. And we can believe everything that his word tells us. Don't doubt, but believe. Remember what Yeshua said to Yair. Don't have doubt. Don't fear what the world says. But have faith, believe. And what will be? Salvation. And that word salvation is a word of victory. So I invite you, accept that gospel. Get things settled right now and be assured of his promise that you will be part of that resurrection and that you will have eternal life in the kingdom of God forever. Well, we hope you will benefit from today's message and share it with others. 
Please plan to join us each week at this time and on this channel for our broadcast of loveisrael.org. Again, to find out more about us, please visit our website, loveisrael.org. There you will find articles and numerous other lectures by Baruch. These teachings are in video form. You may download them or watch them in streaming video. Until next week, may the Lord bless you in our Messiah Yeshua, that is, Jesus, as you walk with Him. Shalom from Israel. Thank you.